0: Something. How many know your shepherd? Who's the shepherd? The master shepherd is Jesus. But you know you have a local shepherd. Who's that? Pastor. I told Greg I was going to steal his cane. Now that he's sitting down, I'll steal his cane. can't leave until I get this back. Of course you know where I live. Alright. What's this for? Sometimes. Sometimes it is. A good bonk on the behind to get you back in the right direction. A shepherd uses a staff. Now traditionally you know you get the big crook on the staff. How many pieces of wood really grow like that? not too many so that's not really what they look like they look more like this they're, they're hand carved exactly the way it fits the shepherd and they keep it pretty much their whole life and they use it as an extension of their arm sometimes to beat off the bad wolves and the bad guys that are stealing their flock sometimes to poke the sheep to get them back on direction a little bit sometimes to help themselves to walk a lot of times when they got to go from the valley over the mountains and the rocks to the cool waters, they gotta help the sheep along. They tap it certain ways, the sheep know. The sheep know the staff, the sheep know the shepherd. Our scripture this morning is talking about how Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. John 10, verses 20 through 28. If you turn there real quick, please. John 10, 20-28. And many of them said, He has a devil and is mad. Why do you hear him? Others said, These are not the words of him that has a devil. Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? They were talking about Jesus here. They were trying to decide whether he was possessed or not. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, it was winter. Jesus walked into the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews around about him and said unto him, How long do you make us doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. Then Jesus answered them, I told you, you believe not the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give to them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Romans 6.16 says, Don't you realize whatever you choose to obey becomes your master? You can choose sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God and receive His approval. And finally, if we can all say together, please stand, Psalms 23. Those of you that know it from memory or those that can just read it out of their Bible. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. Forever. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Father, we thank you for a, a moment in time that we have to worship you. Precious are the moments that we have, Father. Let us make use of them. So that we can give glory and honor to you in your service. Lord, open your your servants' ears and eyes so they can hear and see what you have for them this morning. And not be distracted by the things of this world. In the name of Jesus, amen. A ship's place is at sea. Yes? the ship that lets the sea get a hold of it. If a ship lets the sea get control of it, what happens to the ship? It sinks. Who's steering your ship? Who's at the helm of your ship? Where are you taking your ship? Are you letting it just go to and fro wherever the wind takes it? Or you're letting the master helmsman drive your ship. There's a lot of things that we need to consider about shepherds. And I'm not going to spend too much time about shepherds and sheep. But I want to give you an overview of what a a shepherd does and, and what his tools are. The shepherd uses a rod. Sometimes he uses it for direction. He helps to guide the sheep along, like we talked about. Sometimes he uses use it for inspections. You know, he can lift up their leg and look and make sure they're in good shape. Sometimes he'll use it for walking. Sometimes he'll use it for discipline. All aimed at who or what? The sheep, the flock. There can only be one shepherd for a flock. And the sheep know the voice, they know the walk, they know the rod of their shepherd. The shepherds in the Middle East can put all their sheep together in one pen. And when the shepherd calls, his sheep know and come, and the other sheep stay. When that final trumpet blows, who's going to hear it? We're going to hear the master's voice. If we're his sheep, we're going to know his voice and we're going to be taken away in a twinkling of an eye. Those who do not know the master's voice will be left in the cage, in the the stable, left behind. Whose sheep are you? What flock are you traveling in? The sheep are stupid. They can't think for themselves. The role of the sheep has not changed. They're good for wool. They're good for food. But they're good for nothing. They're stupid. The shepherd must lead them everywhere they go. Now, don't take offense. I'm not calling you all stupid sheep. But um, if he's the master shepherd, where are the sheep? you looking at Every morning you get up and you look in the mirror, you're looking at a dumb sheep. (laughs) But you're a child of the king. You got a crown on your little furry head. Sometimes sheep will wander and do stupid things. If one sheep moves, the rest of them say, Oh, that looks like fun, whatever he's doing must be okay, so I'm going over there with him. If one sheep sits down to chew it's cut, the rest of them will say, oh, okay, let's do that. They all go down. If the shepherd wants his sheep to rest, he'll take the sheep that seems to have the lead, because he knows which sheep are following who, he'll bed that one down. The rest of the flock goes down with them. If it's time to go, he gets that sheep up, they all get up. Sometimes sheep have to follow goats. Did you know that? Sometimes they use dogs to keep the sheep in line. But goats are good climbers. And a lot of times they got to go from the valley over the rocky mountains down to the pools of cool water. And the shepherd has to get the stragglers behind. So who leads the way? The goat leads the way. So the sheep just follow. The goat has a bell. Ding, 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 ding. They just follow that bell along. And if a sheep steps to this, this way or that way, sometimes those trails are that big. And there's a cliff right here. Down they go. One sheep can take a whole bunch more with them. Because they're stupid, dumb sheep. Y'all heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence? Right? Are you here this morning? All right. Y'all heard that saying, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Do you know why it's greener on the other side of the fence? Manure. (laughs) It's full of manure. That's why it's greener on the other side. Hint, hint. (laughs) It isn't always better on the other side of the fence Because as soon as you step over there Them flies are going to let you know You're not in a greener field You're going to get pestered And the shepherd's going to come looking for you Because he cares about you You may not like the circumstances you're in right now You may think that Brother Sue or Sister Sam Or whoever they are Have it better than you But you need to worry about your own circumstances and say, you know what? God's dealing with them at a different level than He's dealing with me. It may be looking good for the Burns family, but not for the Smith family, or for the Jones family. But what about my family? Well, before we go into the Ten Commandments and talk about not coveting your neighbor, think about... Your circumstances, and think about how you got how you got into that point from here. What have you done, or what have you not done, to got you where you're at today? Sometimes our circumstances are our fault. True. Sometimes our circumstances—you can't think of a, a reason that it happened, but it happened. Sometimes it's just out of our control. Sometimes it's just just a straight out attack from the enemy. Because he sees where you're headed and he didn't want you going there, so he's going to throw a blockade in your way. Sometimes that blockade is a greener pasture. Sometimes that blockade is just a straight on wolf. Are you staying near to the shepherd so that those things don't get to you? See, when it comes to being a Christian, being a sheep in God's fold, it's okay. It's okay. To let go of your own thoughts and inhibitions and just follow the Master. Because He's going to make sure your path is straight. He's going to make sure you get where you're supposed to go. He's going to make sure you have food and shelter safety. But if you wander away, you're on your own. If you wander away, you put yourself at risk, in danger. You may not find food. Sometimes sheep even goats will stick their head through a fence and not know how to get it back out because of their horns they don't know what to do they'll sit there and they'll starve to death if the shepherd's not looking for them sometimes your circumstances can be so bad that all you can do is look up and say like the sheep caught in the fence right? right? Now if you ever listen to a sheep, sometimes it sounds like he's saying "ma," "ma," "ma." Sometimes that's all we can say. Now, when we're little, mama comes running. When we're older, well, mama still comes running sometimes. I, I had never ever call mom yesterday. Because, as you can tell, I got a little bit of a cold. and It was much worse yesterday. I was very miserable. I said, call my mom and see if she'll make me some soup. I knew the answer before we picked up the phone. We came over we had some soup. The shepherd is like that. You call on the shepherd, he'll give you what you need. Now, if you wander... Is the shepherd going to take you to the butcher? Is that what the shepherd does with the wandering sheep? Takes him to the butcher? No. no. Jesus said he will leave the ninety and nine and go to find the one who is caught or put down, whether it was his fault or not. And he will pick him up in his arms and carry him back to the fold to be saved. Yes, he will. Amen. Talking about Israel... In Hosea, the Lord says, I will heal you of your idolatry and faithlessness, and my love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. It will blossom like a lily. It will send roots deep into the soil, like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like those of beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedar forests in Lebanon. My people will return again to the safety of their land. They will flourish like grain, blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. Does that sound like a shepherd who's upset? that sounds like a shepherd who wants to take care of his flock? I'm going to bring them back and I'm going to take care of them. Jesus earnestly looks for us. He earnestly longs to be with us. He longs to take care of us. He longs to put you in His care. And in the care of a local shepherd. Yet we want it another way. We want it our way. We want what we want. Right? So, what happens when you wander? Sometimes we call that backsliding, right? In the King James Version, that scripture I said that I will heal their backsliding. Sometimes we let ourselves go so far that we don't even know how to get back. But the shepherd is always looking for us. The shepherd knows where we are. The shepherd is coming for us. If we reach our hand up The Bible says his hand is not short That he cannot reach you It doesn't matter what you've done Who you've done it to How many times you've done it Or how many years you've spent in jail for it Jesus says come Come And I Will heal your land I will heal you I will take care of you I will make sure you're taken care of in every way. Mentally. Physically. Spiritually. And even socially. You know, the psychiatric realm has a bad rap. Because a lot of times, some psychiatrists out there just do things that are downright satanic. Everybody with me? Let me tell you, folks, that's of the devil. It's a form of sorcery. But on the other hand, the study of the mind is just as important as the study of the brain. The study of the heart. Because sometimes there's issues in our bodies, in our lives, that are beyond our control. Sometimes they have nothing to do with our behavior. Sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. God allows some of these things to happen to us for several reasons. Sometimes it's because he wants to teach us a lesson. Sometimes it's because he wants to teach somebody else who's watching you a lesson. Oh, Lord, don't let me be that. Yeah. everybody wants it perfect sister Marie knows about the healing power of God she is a testimony not a testimony. she has a testimony about what God has done for her and I don't understand why you're not jumping up and down excited because of what God did for her he can do the same thing for you Is this a Pentecostal church? Did you forget? Praise the Lord! All we like sheep have gone astray. some areas of our life, we've all gone astray at some point. Some of us, unfortunately, come to church just because it's the politically correct thing to do on Sunday. Show your face. There's some people that come to this church, as in every church. Let's see, the rule here is you've got to come at least once every six months or you'll lapse in your membership. Three months. And you'll lapse in your membership. So some people... I don't know who, and I'm not going to say who if I knew them. Some people come just to make sure that they can vote at the annual business meeting on whatever it is that's got them going. That's not right. But that's how it is. Jesus still loves them. And we don't judge them we as we see them driving down the road with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Cussing up a storm. Everybody's seen people like that in their lifetime. Hopefully none of them are here this morning. You better pull your feet back under the chair. Don't want to get stepped on. You know, sometimes, sometimes, truth hurts. Sometimes, truth hurts worse than a lie. Until later. Because the lies catch up with you. And the pain of getting caught is much more tremendous than the pain of getting it out front right away. So what am I talking about this morning? We're all sheep. Not one of us. Not one of us is any better than the other. I am not more spiritual than you. I've got my faults too. I'm a dumb sheep too. Ask my kids. (laughs) Every parent said amen but when my kids need something it's (laughs) can I, can I, gimme, gimme, can I, can I well what did we discuss last night uh no then why would I change my mind today because you're a dumb sheep and you should not remember last night's conversation. <laughs> Furthermore, half the time you don't remember what we said last night. So I tried it again. How many of us do that to God? Yeah. Think he forgot? What? I got news for you. I may have forgot, But Deborah didn't. God didn't. That's why God gives us help meets. To keep us in line with our kids. It takes a team to row that boat. This church will not survive without the body. And I, It doesn't matter if you've got four walls and pews or if you're just under a tent out in the middle of a field having church. The church will not survive without the people. The Bible says, without a vision, the people do what? But without people, what happens? There ain't no vision. Well, who's in charge of leading the flock toward that vision? The local shepherd. The pastor. Now, unfortunately, many churches have little rival-rousing sheep. Some have sheep that are wolves in sheep's clothing. They look like a sheep, they smell like a sheep, they sound like a sheep, but they ain't a sheep. The Bible talks about how Jesus is going to separate the sheep from the goats. Goats are stubborn. Goats are bull headed. I had a goat, one of my favorite animals, his name was Zeke. His favorite thing to do was wait till I turned my back and rammed me in the backside. I got to where I could hear him bucking up on his back legs and get ready to do that. I'd walk around with a shovel and whack him right in the head. He'd get up, shake his head and come again. I'd go to get him to put him in his cage. He'd wait till I got just this far from him then he'd take off. They'd stop and wait. Get this far from him again take off again he just played with me he didn't want to go back I finally learned how to control him a way to a goat's, goat's heart is through his stomach goats love to eat when he started chewing on the bumper of my truck I had to, had to hit him with a uh, shovel <laughs> Christmas came he got the Christmas tree he ate the whole thing. All that was left in there was a white stick. Ate the bark and all. I called him my maintenance man. He went down there and he cleared out all the poison ivy and all, he just ate it all right down to the ground. He could clear a quarter acre in a day by himself. That's the kind of maintenance man you need in your yards. If you got a big yard. Just get a goat and let him eat. Goats can be stubborn. Goats can be useful. A lot of times, like I said, goats are used with a bell to lead the flock. But only at the shepherd's call. The shepherd just doesn't let have the goat have its way. Sometimes he has to pick up his little rod and whack that goat. To show the goat who's in charge of this little committee. I don't know what this has got to do with anything, but I'll let you know if you want something not to be done in a church, form a committee. Get it just get a bunch of sheep together around the pen and see what gets done. You need the shepherd to lead you. I've been in several churches that didn't know how to pray. Oh, they claim they were praying. I was in a church recently that's looking for a pastor and I told them point blank if you're not praying for your board and you're not praying for your pastor even if you don't know his name then when the night comes for the vote for the pastor you stay home. I'll probably never be invited back to that church. But I'm telling you if you're not praying for your board here and your pastor here, what are you here for? If you're the sheep that needs fed on Sunday, if you need your spiritual food, if you need, need, want, want, then why aren't you uplifting your board and your pastor in prayer all the time? Now I'm not saying you're not. There's some of you that spend your time on your knees all the time. But we both know there's some of us that don't. So what's important? This this is what separates us from the sheep. We can think. We can use our brains. We know right from wrong. Sheep don't. Sheep don't even know poison from not from edible food. Sheep don't know the difference. We do. The shepherd is there to guide the sheep that don't know between Good, bad, right, wrong. As Christians, as members of the body, we have to be in continual prayer for our pastor. We have to be in continual prayer for our board. We have to be in continual prayer for the Sunday school teachers, for the leadership of the church. Why? Because if you want this church to flourish, the leadership has to have a vision that is united so that the train goes all the same direction down the track. You can't have one... one engine going one way and one engine going the other it'll tear it apart you need to pray for unity within the body unity within the staff unity within the board when's the last time you prayed for Becky running the children's church she's doing an excellent job for years You need to pray for her to get some help, too. Because sometimes Becky wants to hear the Bible, too. She wants to hear the Word. Pastors go to retreats because they need to have input, too. They can't just preach every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, give, 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 and not have any intake. That's why we send our pastors to retreats to get refreshed, to get new anointing, to get new message, a new vision, so that they can move on with the church times have work been working, 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 working boy I need a day off, work, 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 work you just want to take a couple days and just uh, relax just let reality go behind you for a couple days sometimes pastors are that way everybody's that way now being a pastor of a church is a ministry it is a calling but sometimes it's a job and sometimes it's a hard job Because sometimes a pastor's got to be the janitor, the plumber, the electrician, the treasurer. He's got to do it all. That's not the case in this church, fortunately. I'll leave it at that. The Bible says to respect your father and mother. That's right, it does. We have professionals in the church That can take care of the things in the church That need to be taken care of Amen. So is the pastor That's yes, right. Amen. Twice. Now you need to give your talents back to God I know it may be your vocation all week And you don't want to think about it on the weekends But you know what God gave you that talent for a reason He gave you that calling for a reason You need to use it for the kingdom of God If you happen to get a paycheck from it Wonderful But if you have the ability to do something for the church For the body then you better do it. Okay, two of you want want agree to that. How about the rest of you? Oh, me. Ah. (laughs) You know, God can do it with or without you. He'd rather do it with you. He would rather do it with you. He would rather have you blessed beyond your containment, beyond your ability to contain it. He wants to bless you. Do you want to be a blessing? Or do you just want to be blessed? You know, some people come to church, bless me Lord, I dare you. Well, if you come to church that way, you'll get exactly what you asked for. He'll bless you all right. Sometimes we need to be blessed with trials. Because if you have a bad attitude with God, He loves you. But He's the one that inspired the words that said, spare the rod, spoil the child. It's in the Bible for a reason. Solomon was David's son. David wrote, spare the rod, spoil the child? No, no. Solomon wrote that. You think he learned from experience? From David, the shepherd, with the staff? You think David knew how to use his rod to correct Solomon? Everybody did know Solomon was David's son. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Solomon was also known to be the Wisest man in the Bible. Because God said, I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon said, I want wisdom. Thereby we have the Proverbs and the Song of Solomon. Little tidbits of wisdom from God. David was a shepherd. Who became king. Because he knew how to use his rod. He knew how to use his sling. But he also knew how to treat his sheep. Sheep know if their shepherd is not looking out for their welfare. You are so fortunate in this church, and I don't say this just because I'm his son. You are fortunate that you have a pastor, a shepherd, who looks out for each and every one of you. Amen. Amen. My mom has a dent in the side of her head from that phone. Because she never lets it ring too long. She picks it up no matter what time of day it is. She's ready to pray the minute that phone rings. You don't know how many pastor's wives out there just want to be bumps on the pew. I'm not the pastor, he is. You are blessed that you have a pastoral team. Mom's business card says PB. Anybody ever seen that? That's mom's title, PB. Pastor's boss. It's on her business card. Dad put it there. God's in charge here. With or without you. The shepherd will lead the flock where he wants it to go. Even if you may want to wander off to another green pasture full of manure, He will come get you, bring you back. He will allow you back into the fold. He's not going to cast you away and say, be gone with you. Only one time that's ever going to happen. That's Judgment Day. But if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, and He's at the center of your life, you don't have to worry about being a goat and cast aside. You can be a sheep for Jesus. It's so a little kid's song we used to sing in Sunday school. I just want to be a sheep. Bless the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. Of course it was with a couple of in there. I just want to be a sheep. Ah. This kid's song. I just want to be a sheep. Bless the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. win the pastor is in charge of the local flock he's in charge of feeding watering resting sometimes the shepherd must force the sheep to rest why is this happening to me why am i in the hospital this didn't i don't know why this happened i've been doing everything right i've been praying why am i in the hospital God told you to slow down now he's making you slow down he wants you to rest change your perspective are you going too much are you trying to get too much accomplished in one hour maybe it's time to take a break and let the shepherd lay you down to sleep to rest because you'll wake up refreshed and ready to go again so you can go that another mile to the next pasture where the shepherd wants to take you they wander from place to place at the shepherd's leading sometimes the shepherd will lead you another way and in Davina everybody who remembers them they were led to another place James and Tina came from somewhere else to this place God leads people from place to place because He's the shepherd. He knows what He's doing. But look at the great benefit has been brought because of the way He moves people around. It's all the same block. Right? Alright, so... There's Catholic, there's Baptist, there's Episcopal, there's Presbyterian there's assembly of God there's apostolic there's UPC who's right? God God is and he is the word so what makes you come to assembly of God church versus the other ones? are you comfortable here? You know, there's some people that aren't. So, the shepherd leads them to a place where they're comfortable. That's the shepherd's job, to lead you where you're comfortable. It doesn't mean that what's going on is wrong, or better, somewhere else. Sometimes God will lead the sheep to another place. Pastors are well aware of that. Because there's many pastors out there who've lost people in their church, and they take it personal. shepherd. doesn't take it personal. The shepherd knows God will lead someone to another flock. And in reverse, he will lead people from other flocks to this flock forever, for a season. I know we were in Monterey. We had a lot of military. It was like a revolving door. The people were just moving in and out because of the Defense Language Institute and Fort Ord at the time was open. We had people that would only stay for five, six, seven months at a time. Revolving door. Sometimes that's what the church is, a revolving door. They just come in, get fed, charge up, and out they go again. Sometimes the church is the hospital. We've discussed this before. Sometimes it's a maternity ward or a preschool for the new hatchlings in Jesus. And I've said many times, and I want you to remember... Always. What a church is not. A church is not a morgue. And it is not a place where there's holes in the wall for the firing squad. This church doesn't shoot its wounded. This church cares for its wounded. Equips them. Sends them back out. To win more souls to the kingdom of God. You want to be a church that's growing? Even if your pews aren't full... Do you want to be a church that's growing even if your pews aren't full? Then keep training people up. Do what Bill does. Train up a child in the way he should go, and in the end he won't depart. How many Royal Rangers are in here right now? Not too many. But I'll guarantee you there's hundreds out there that have been under Bill's influence that aren't going to forget. So whether they sit in these pews or somewhere in Sacramento or somewhere in Tahiti... The job that Bill does for God, for the souls of those boys, is not forgotten. The same thing with the Gideons. You never know what little influence that you have made in one day to one person may change the world by thousands. You won't know until you get to heaven and what influence you truly had. But I guarantee you, if you're not doing anything, you're not going to expect much up there. If you're just going to be a sheep that wanders from pasture to pasture just because, well, you know, I didn't like what the preacher preached that Sunday. And, you know, Sister Sue, she uh, raised her hands up and jumped up and down, and I just really don't like that. I'm not comfortable with that. And, and the preacher wore that tie. I didn't like it. Is that this church? Do you like Dad's tie this morning? (laughs) 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 Glad you right down that path, didn't I? Read the Word. Be instant, in season and out of season to give an accounting let's not be a dumb sheep let's be a proud flock he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle he's coming back for one church he's not coming back for Westside Christian center he's coming back for one church whether it be Baptist Episcopal, Presbyterian, whatever If they call on the name of Jesus Christ and they're saved, I don't care if they label themselves of whatever they label themselves of, you're going to be surprised some of the people show up in heaven and some who don't. Now let's hope you're looking from heaven for that perspective. So what am I talking about? All this time I'm just rambling on talking about sheep. The shepherd is there to lead whether it be the master shepherd or the local shepherd to lead to make sure you're fed the spiritual food from heaven that you need he's there to help you when you're wounded and down to help pick you up to visit you in the hospital to marry your children off to do whatever the joyful things the sad things the shepherd is there He was there all the time. You just didn't hold up your hand and say, God help me. Sometimes all you can do is "Ah, ah, ah," because you're hurting so much. You're in so much pain. You're in so much trials. You just don't know how to even look up. You look up and all you see is bottom. Jesus is there. It doesn't matter if you're the one that put yourself in the gutter. Through your actions, through your thoughts, through your reactions. God says, come. I will heal you. He brought me out of the miry clay. Sometimes we can't get our feet out of that muck. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul to stay. Is that your testimony? I know it's Sister Marie's testimony. We've all had our share of the muck and the mire. But our shepherd, gentle shepherd, has led us out of the miry clay. He's led us. Next week is Pastor Appreciation Day, and this whole service has not been an advertisement for that, but I will bring it up. There's so much behind the scenes in a pastor's home that goes on for the benefit of the local body, you'll probably never know until you become a pastor yourself. They don't eat sleep or drink without thinking about this church any good pastor is like that you need to appreciate what god has brought to you Now, i don't say that just because it's my father i would say that even in illinois or anywhere else you need to appreciate the man that god has brought to you to lead you because god put his man here for this time and if you think you can do a better job then you need just to go raise your hand up in the air and say I can do a better job and I'm sure he'll let you preach on Sunday and they'll bring the stretchers in to help carry you out <laughs> there's the, the, the story of, you may have heard it of this uh, young preacher he was an on fire preacher just out of Bible college he knew how to preach everything just perfectly he was ready to go he was gonna tear up that tear up that place, the, the altars were gonna be full, people were gonna be crying, getting saved and healed. He just was on fire, ready to go with his sermon. He came in, preached his sermon, and it was the biggest flop of his life. Not one thing he expected happened. They all looked at him like, when are they gonna be done? So he was pretty discouraged. He went to the pastor and said, Pastor, I don't understand. I was on fire I knew what I was going to say and I expected good results what happened he said son if you'd have come in like you're going out you'd be going out like you came in humility if you think you know more than the pastor does he'd sliced a slice of humble pie before you approach him not because he's all that because God has put him here in charge of this flock no more than you would go before God and chew him out although sometimes we think we should because we don't like what he's allowed us to happen treat your pastor like a shepherd some shepherds carry rifles some carry staffs some ride burros some walk, some have sandals some have Reeboks all different types your pastor is here because God put him here you appreciate that and thank God for that Lord sometimes truth is a hard pill to swallow Lord we need to learn Teach us, Father. Even though sometimes we don't like the lesson. Let us with all humility come before you. And give our lives anew and a fresh to you. Because you're a gentle shepherd. You're going to lead us. You're going to take care of us. You're going to protect us. We thank you, Lord, that we can come running to you every time. Because you're always there waiting for us. No matter what we do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness. Now if there's anyone here this morning who has wandered from the flock. Now's the time to wander back. Nobody's going to judge you. Because if they do, they got issues to deal with. They need to come up too. If you need some prayer this morning strength to come back to the right way and you come up here right now don't wait for the shepherd to come get you with his staff and bring you back come back on your own